Um, so last last week I had I saw some comments about our special guest that was on. Uh, which special guest? Um, you know, Alexa. Someone commented. They said, oh. uh, "Hey, I'm listening to uh, the latest episode. Here's what I don't get. Who's the uh, Who's the babe that's there?" And I said, "That's uh, God damn it, Alexa! Shut the fuck up! I don't even have to look. I know it's you talking." God damn it! I was like, "Yeah, that's uh, the Amazon digital assistant. She's about nine inches tall and." Three and a half inches in circumference, so I guess just right to stuff it up your ass. Yeah, nine inches by three. Wow, that's uh, that's about as, that's about as big as a as a regular shit for me. <laughs> oh, that's gross. I didn't want to know that. what I don't get from north to south, east to west, the only formerly international podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Uncle Buck from the red state of North Carolina, and with me today, from the middle of the country, from the land of praying hands, the rage machine himself, Mr. Tabbert. Welcome back, everybody. So great to be here. That's right. And what is today? What, What day are we recording this? Uh, today is the 4th of July. That's right. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies. For, you're not, why are you not singing? Well, that's not the national anthem. And I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm going to butcher the national anthem, and man, you get trashed if you butcher the national anthem. It's not that fucking hard, unless you're Mariah Carey. Listen, I'm not saying that I can sing... But man, you like you you mess up. There's, there's a very specific formula to doing the national anthem, and if you screw up, even if you mean well, people are gonna be like, mm, "You're a terrorist." So you live in the you live in the South. Have you seen this phenomenon where you'll go to an event and they'll sing the uh, the Star Spangled Banner, and there's a there's a one phrase that in Oklahoma gets messed up a lot, and it's the Rockets Rod Glar. Uh, that doesn't happen here. We say red glare. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we get these country music singers that come out and the rockets rock glare, the bombs bursting in our, like, our, uh, no, you, in, in North Carolina, if it's a North Carolina native, what you're going to get is the rockets red glare, oh, red glare. The bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that a flag was still there. You got to put that Y in everything. Uh, man, that's. I'm not going to any public sporting events in North Carolina ever. I am going to drag you to every public. Hey, uh, I think my, my aunt Buck just recently saw that. Uh, that I think is going to be next year sometime. Her favorite country music artist is going to be coming back through. Uh, Keith Urban, we're dragging you to Keith Urban, buddy. I will never go to Keith Urban. I only go to country music if I'm getting paid. I only go to concerts if I'm getting paid. I fucking hate concerts. Well, what a sad, sad little man you are. Why do you hate concerts? Because you're sitting about a mile away from the artist. There, I'll give you that. You have to listen to every dipshit around you sing along like. 
<laughs> like, fuck you. You paid tickets to see this person sing the song. Let them sing the fucking song and shut up and sit the fuck down and enjoy yourself. Because everybody's always fucking standing up like, oh, yeah, the extra eight inches of standing height you got is going to make the difference between you being a mile away and a mile and eight inches away. You fucking moron. Sit down and drink your beer and shut up. Yeah, that is one thing that really bugs me when you go to like a big stadium event and this, there's the seats and they're on an angle. But like it's, that's what a, a five a degree in, yeah it's that five degree incline which is fine except when the person in front of you who inevitably is like some chick who's in her mid fifties who still thinks she's in her twenties mm-hmm. so she's dressed in like the the hot booty shorts with a word written across them and the tank top and her hair down and like the really really over tanned wrinkled skin and the like three quarter or three inch long French tip nails. And uh, she's standing there, like, trying to clap along to the music and wiggle her butt. And she's looking around to see what all younger guys are noticing her. And her husband's just out of his mind blitzed on stadium beer. So you know he's loaded because he's, he's, that stuff's pricey as I'll get out. And they're standing there right in front of you. And you're sitting down because it's a million degrees. And you're just trying to, like, not watch the Jumbotron. Yeah. And actually look at the artist on stage because that bugs me to pieces. If oh, I yeah, want and the to people watch- with their fucking phones out, like, recording, like, oh, yeah, let me show you this video that I took on my phone, and they play it back, and it's just like, <laughs> I can't hear a fucking thing. Put your fucking phone down and enjoy the fucking concert. The last concert yeah. I went to was Rush. Like, two years ago, I went and saw Rush, and I think I took a picture, and it was like, before the show started, like, hey, I took a picture of this. That way I could be like, hey, look, I saw I saw Rush. They're like, oh, did you take a video? No, because I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. Before um, that, before that, I went and saw a cake and I had we were standing. So I it was a general admission, just basically a cattle call. You just you led into this hall and there was no seating or anything. But uh, I had a friend that worked there and I had worked there s- several times. So I texted him. I was like, hey, uh, can you get me in the doors early? And so he texted somebody, texted somebody, and then the next thing I know, someone comes walking out the door, they're like, hey, uh, is Tab here? Is one of you Tab? And I'm like, that's me. This is my friend. We're going in. Like, yeah, come on in. We were in there 30 minutes before the doors open, standing right at the front of the stage, and then this fucking psycho bitch shows up next to me and is like, keeps on trying to push me out of the center. Like, if you want to get here at center, you gotta get a friend to get a friend to let you in early, bitch. This is my spot. And she's so- fucking... Waving her arms around like she's conducting the band. Like, what are you doing? What are you get your fucking hands out of my face? That's something I'm going to bring in at some point is uh, these overzealous chicks. They come at any age. And they're always I, I, I think they're like cat ladies who are trying to break out of that. Yeah, I don't like there's always one. They're always like they're like hecklers, but they're bad at it. And so whatever it is, they're trying to be super involved. They're trying to be the center of the entertainer's attention. They're trying to be the center of everyone else's attention. They're always, and you can always tell they're just a little off in the head. Yeah. Like oh, sometimes yeah. they're, yeah, sometimes they're hot. Sometimes they're not. It doesn't matter. But there's always that one weird, and it's always a woman. It's almost never, like guys that are trying to be the center of attention, they just get ignored. Right. Well, the, the, you're just like, oh, that guy's kind of creepy. Let's, uh, let's not walk within 10 feet of him. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, there's always some chick in it. I've noticed the propensity of them tend to be uh, middle-aged or above. Like they're trying to somehow remain relevant. Like they used to be a hot groupie and they never really 
Like they, they somehow some they part don't of have any doesn't... skills to actually go do anything else other than suck dick in the tour bus. Well, but but it's it's that because it's not always that it's not always sexual. There's it can be a, a myriad of things. I've seen them in church, uh, but they're always like they they somehow lack the cognitive ability to grasp that they're beyond this point in their life and that they have to find some other way to contribute to society. And so there's there's always one weird woman who's like trying to dance the, the, the biggest and clap the loudest and, and get and trying to make eyes with all the people. And, and just, Oh, it's so weird. And it just, it bugs me. But back to your other point, it irritates the crap out of me when you go to a big show and you, even if you get a good seat, like and the stage is right in front of you, like you were at, you'll see some gaggle of idiots like looking straight up at the jumbotron to watch TV. Yeah. Like the guys, Okay, so last I time I paid dollars to watch this band on TV. Yeah, because I could I, because I couldn't do that on YouTube, and I get why they have the TV there so the people in the back can still enjoy the show without like uh, a telescope or mm-hmm. binoculars. But there's something to be said for taking that layer of abstraction away and enjoying the thing directly, which is what bugs me about people having their phones out filming it. I understand that it's not fun unless you document it somehow. Like that's just, but when, when someone, <laughs> yeah, but, but when, when you have people and the band is right in front of them and they're experiencing it through the screen of their phone. It's cause they want to watch them. They want to go home and watch them watching the band, watch themselves, watching the band. They're like, Oh, I, I, I shot this. Just look and enjoy the concert. Like, I know you want to preserve it and you want to have it again for later, but Carpe burrito, man. Yeah, you know? like maybe maybe it's meant to be a one-time thing, and you'll have a stronger memory of the event if you're not desperately trying to 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 document it mm-hmm. and preserve it. You're not a librarian, you know. You're not uh, you're not a scribe. Just live there. Just be there. Let it let it be the moment. Carpe let burrito. It be the thing. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say too, man. So, um, uh, so today is July fourth. Did you have any special plans today? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have any. I I did all my Fourth of July stuff yesterday. What'd you fourth, do? Fourth and the third. All right. What was your special plans? Did you have any? No, I just I went to work. I had to work a show. That blows. Do they do? I'm sure this is a dumb question, but do they do fireworks for the fourth in Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a Folds of Honor is a group that does stuff for veterans, and they have a big uh, fireworks display and public concert on the 4th of July. And the band that I worked for in Tulsa usually played that when I worked for them. Um, And then the theater I worked at has a big thing that's called 4th and the 3rd, and it's so all the musicians and everybody can go see, go spend time with their families on the actual 4th. So they do it on the 3rd of July. It's called 4th and the 3rd. So I worked that yesterday, and then today I was supposed to have most of the day off. Well, I'll talk about this as part of my issue, but uh, long story short, I don't really have a lot of plans other than getting drunk as soon as this episode's over, and probably during this episode. Yeah, go ahead. I am abstaining today because I have more family time coming up. But um, it has been a tradition in Statesville, North Carolina, for as long as I can remember, to completely fail at everything fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. and in the past couple of years, that has also included well, the past as long as I can remember has also included a fireworks show at the mall 
which by the way is <laughs> rapidly rapidly depleting of of viable businesses at the mall oh man not no, even it, a I'm park <laughs> well listen we had one park it was called lakewood park and they recently renamed it um martin luther king jr park and now nobody wants to go Ugh. because it sounds like you're going to get raped there so um but there was always at signal hill mall which to give you an idea of signal hill mall uh there's i don't even remember how many slots for stores there are like like storefronts there are but i counted last time i was there and there are seven stores open in the mall in the entire mall Lovely. seven stores wow including the restaurants out front uh so that mall's dying and there's a grocery store or a building in the back of the parking lot that used to be a grocery store when I was a child 30 years ago and has not been anything in that 30 years since that grocery store shut down. Just, just a building sitting there. Yeah. Condemned for the ages. And so that's the attitude that goes into putting on this fireworks show. And of course, the entire parking lot of the mall and everything around the mall would fill up because there's people that want to do something in Statesville. Like they want to have some sort of fun. But it's like the, 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 the leadership here is like, oh, that's, here's, here's something that would be fun. Let's all get under wet blankets and just suffocate to death. That sounds like fun to us. <laughs> so, uh, Speaking of failing at fun, twice in my lifetime in Tulsa, I have been present at a fireworks display where the entire trailer exploded all at once. <laughs> Well, the first time, like the first time it happened, happened uh, Tulsa like had run out of money, so they canceled the the normal Fourth of July fireworks display. <laughs> and then the girl that I was dating, her dad was a lawyer, so he and a bunch of his lawyer friend, friends, he like he put a bunch of money towards it, and then he got his lawyer friends to throw in more and got the fireworks display to be held. So he invited us to come out, my whole family go to the VIP tent and whatnot. And so we're sitting there and like the first few things go off and then the next couple things go off and then just one boom and just this big blast on the bridge uh, about a quarter mile away and then silence. And we're sitting there next to the man that paid for all this. It's like, well, that, Your was kinda, gone. that was kind of lackluster. <laughs> That moment of dawning comprehension of something has gone horribly wrong. Oh, man, it was so awkward. Did so anyone awkward. get hurt? No, no one got hurt because it's all fired by remote, but something went wrong in like the oh. remote and just fire, set, triggered every single firework all at once in the trailer. Boom. <laughs> now, here's the other thing is, according to what you just told me, that's happened twice. Yeah, that's happened twice. Like and then I learned the a first few time. years later, I was out at, a, at an event that the band I worked for played at. and. The fireworks display starts and I pull out my earplugs because uh, I normally I was lighting. So I pull out my earplugs while they're playing. I put in earplugs while they're playing so that I don't damage my hearing. I pull them out because the fireworks are going to be way up in the sky. Right. Well, then yeah. this, the trailer explodes on the bridge and this bridge is a lot closer <laughs> than the first one. And that pressure wave hits me and I felt my ears start to hurt. And I was just like, God damn it. God damn it. Yeah, that's one thing I always look forward to when I go to see a fireworks display is the ones that are like, like, you know, the ones that send off a bunch of little sparks and they're kind of quiet. 
but you'll you, you, there's that delay because light travels faster than sound. Yeah, you'll see one that only shoots off like five sparks, and you know that one is going to be super loud for some reason. I hate. Those. And I always look forward to hearing that bam hit me right in the chest. I hate had a those. couple of those last night, but um, the Statesville fireworks show. Like when I was a kid, it was cool. Back when Statesville was still a living town and it wasn't full of ghosts uh, and zombies. And over the years, the the quality of the of the of the show slowly degraded, and just slowly became more lackluster and and slapped together at the last minute because the city of Statesville and whoever else was putting on the show just like they just couldn't put enough ass into it to make it happen right. Yeah. So instead of having live music, they would have canned music on a CD. And like a the a guy from the radio station up there, hey, this is Jimmy Joe Jim John from the such and such radio station, and we're here in Statesville, North Carolina, at the Signal Hill Mall. And everyone's like, yeah, you're telling us this, but we know, like, you're not. I don't know if this is a broadcast somewhere, but obviously we're here at Signal Hill Mall. Just please, it's hot. There's people fighting. That it happens every year. Fights break out <laughs> at the fireworks. I'm not kidding about that. Ugh. The traffic jam afterwards. Because we have like three roads in Statesville, the traffic jam trying to get out of there. Last night, it took us an hour and a half to get out of the parking lot of a church next to a laundromat. Yeah, that's uh, the, there, there was one year we went to a, a fireworks display and the guy that was directing traffic, like, there's a big parking lot full of cars. And I guess further down was where motorcycle parking was. And so right. he was letting through like one car and then like 47 motorcycles. They just he just they'd be going by for five minutes and then they'd let out one car. It's like one car, two motorcycles, one car, two motorcycles, you dumb fucking moron. I was about to get out of the car and just like bash his fucking head in, take his little orange vest and be like, no, you motherfuckers do two wheels. Stop, stop where you are right now. Fuck you. These people get to leave now. 45 cars. Yeah. Well, there was like 400 cars last night. I'll tell you a funny story about this, but I got to go back to a different point. So we were in the middle of the traffic jam last night. And my, my five-year-old, Annabelle, uh, is, is getting impatient. It's getting pretty late. She wants to go to bed. She's tired. And my wife is driving. Her friend is in the passenger seat, and I'm sitting in the back with my uh, Game Boy DS, my Nintendo DS, just, like, trying not to exist. And finally, Annabelle goes, I'm really sick of this traffic, and I'm putting a stop to this. And Aunt Buck goes, oh, oh really? How are you going to stop this? She goes, Give me your phone. And she, she's dead serious when she says this. So imagine this freakishly articulate five-year-old who is smart beyond. She's like five going on 16. Like she's got that attitude already. She's like, give me your phone. Why? I'm going to call 911 and I'm going to tell the police to come here and direct traffic and kill people. <laughs> and she meant it like that serious. Like that's great parenting. God, she God goes, bless her. Yeah. Well, well, my wife is definitely a road rage. And so she's like, she, you, want, you want the police to kill people? She goes, yes, kill yes. whoever is going slow. Shoot them dead. Yep. And she did the William Shatner there. Kill them dead. I was like, oh, listen, I admire your pluck, but don't, don't hire the state to do your violence for you. We don't do that. So <laughs> you, then you got to train them right. You got to yeah, train them right. That's true. So uh, we also had uh, a mishap with fireworks one year. It wasn't nearly as big as the entire trailer going off, but you know, the, the, the big fireworks go up in the air a certain, a certain amount of time before they explode. Yeah. The last year, which is over five years ago that I got to attend a halfway decent show 
at Signal Hill Mall, one of the fireworks decided it, it just was impatient. It was a little impatient. So it must have made it just above the top of that. They would fire them off behind that abandoned grocery store behind the mall. So it makes it just above the roof of that abandoned grocery store and goes off. And there's people like in the parking lot directly, under, directly on the other side of, those, of that building. So it's sending hot flaming uh, colored gunpowder into a crowd of people. And you see bits of it like skipping off the pavement. <laughs> and sm- oh god it was and so i am about a hundred yards maybe not even a hundred yards uh further down the embankment there and i'm like holy shit <laughs> like it doesn't reach me and i don't think anyone got hurt but i was like that was awesome we almost killed a bunch of people but that was great but last night they uh, hired out a different company the the mall and whoever else was doing it before just stopped doing it for a couple years so we didn't have fireworks here like last year, or maybe it was the year before. But anyway, this year, the, another, another company, a private company, took it over, did a great job except for one thing. They held it down the road and off uh, in a little enclosure somewhere where it's a little harder to get to. And so my mind, I'm thinking, okay, there's this uh, there's little parking lot over here where there's uh, this, like, this little Spanish church and this other church, and there's a... Uh, like a, a coin laundry over here and there's a bank. We'll sit right in this parking lot and see everything perfectly, except the fireworks didn't go up tall enough to be seen from the, over the trees. So that sucked. Yeah. But it didn't matter anyway, because people were breaking out in riots at the McDonald's up the road. <laughs> <laughs> Statesville sounds like some kind of hellish dystopian Mad Max nightmare world. Like to drive through. T- I mean, you've been to Statesville. It does on the surface. It looks normal. It looks like it looks like a normal town. Yeah. But s- something happens like the tism breaks out whenever this this town of people tries to come together for anything because there's two mindsets that are so there's, there's like extreme conservatism and extreme liberalism in the same town. And when you put them together, it's just like everyone loses their fucking minds, dude. And so this like the street fights break out for no reason. We've had uh, like more shootings this year than any year prior to that. And they were all within a span of like six weeks. We had gang wars going on, like drug related gang wars. Wow. Oh, it's great. Like it's you know, this this town, like it sounds like I hate it, but I kind of love it. It's like you never know what's going to happen next. Like, is someone going to get killed? Am I going to witness? uh some dude trying to tight rope, tight rope, tight rope walk across the power line. What's going to happen today? Who's going to be on drugs freaking out in the Walmart parking lot? You just, you never know, man. You never know what sort of weird ass thing is going to take place in Statesville. It's like living in a reality show. Yeah. It sounds like it. So anyway, are you ready to Let's get on some, some issues? issues? You <laughs> go first this week. I guess I am going first. God help us all. So I'm going to shoot this one from the hip because it's it's pretty self-explanatory. Here's what I don't get. People who move too slow in buffet lines. Yeah, this definitely sounds like a North Carolina problem. No, <laughs> no, because I've been to I'm not talking about restaurant buffet lines. I mean, those two, but I'm talking about like anytime you have like a church gathering or or anything like that, where there's like a like a like a potluck dinner you know, or a family get together, especially family get togethers, because 
anytime, anytime there's a family get together of like extended family, it's like 90% old people. And then the, the of the remaining 10% is like uh, mostly people with very, very young kids and then no people in the middle who just want to get their food and eat and get out. Mm-hmm. So, oh, everyone, let's let the elderly go first. So now you've got a bunch of octogenarians stumbling up. And don't get me wrong, I don't hate old people, but they kind of fumble their way up to the table and then they start to look. And it's like when you, when you send someone to the refrigerator to get food, they have to stop and stare in the refrigerator to take, take inventory of what all's there. Like, no, just, just, just grab, just walk and grab, walk and grab. That's all you got to do. That's all <laughs> you got to do. So they, they stump, they stumble forward. Oh, I wonder who made this uh, green bean casserole. Is that, by the way, is green bean casserole a thing in Oklahoma? Because it's a thing here. Everybody and their fucking brother makes green bean casserole and macaroni and, uh, and, and like some sort of pasta salad. And that's all you can fucking find at a potluck dinner other than like uh, Kentucky fried, chi- a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken and some biscuits. Yeah, that's a, I, I don't, I don't, here's a mini issue. Here's what I don't get potlucks. Yeah, I mean. I don't get, I get it at all. Too. Like it's always just the same fucking garbage. Like, oh hey, I brought I brought this uh, bag of Lay's potato chips. Now um, uh, I'm gonna cut into your roast beef here. Thanks for bringing that, buddy. Like it's it's totally it's totally it's inequity among what people are bringing. Like you bring one two liter and you have now full access to everything at the fucking potluck. Or you if you don't plan ahead, then you end up with like seven green bean casseroles and 12 pounds of potato salad. Like potato salad's not fucking good guys. Yeah. Potato salad's gross. And then they always have to justify like, well, well, Timmy's potato salad is a uh, mustard based potato salad. And Carol's is a, uh, mayonnaise based potato salad. And then Anise brought a, uh, an oriental potato salad. Like they're all just fucking potato salad. You fucking God. God. How many buckets of cream corn do you need? Just make sandwiches. How many many Little Caesars pizzas do you need? Yeah. And that's from a guy who loves Little Caesars pizza. And I'm like, there's a small amount of shame that I have to put into that. But I love a Little Caesars pizza. They're cheap and they're they're okay. Um, But yeah, so someone stops. Oh, and it's always uh, everyone knows everyone. So then you're stopping going... Who brought this one with the little daisies on the side of the dish? Who brought? Did you get that dish at Walmart? I sure. And they're having this conversation with someone who's over in the corner. They're like, "Hey, hey, this just of the seven potato salads here, just just choose one. Just choose one." (laughs) Well, I want to know if you want a different potato salad. Come back and get the next one on your next trip. Yeah, there's always seconds. Was this daisies? Lemon meringue pie that she made. I love her recipe so much. Daisy, did you make the... No, just get it on your plate and get it in your face and get out of the way. And it's... And so then they're like, okay, I'm going to eat some of some of Marcus's... Some of Marcus's cornbread over here. Let me just cut this out. And they shake because they're... And they're trying to use the, you know, the utensil. And it's just scraping and chattering. Like, no, 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 please, Someone's already cut it. Don't you see the cut? The, just pick it up. Just pick it up. Just put it on your plate. Uh, I don't want a piece this big. I'll just do a half a piece. There's that too. Or 
the best thing is someone they're trying to get a quarter of a chicken out of a out of a dish and they're trying to do it with their fork and they're like trying to scoop it up like this this thing that's that's the size of half of a football and they're trying to scoop it up with a regular kitchen fork and lift it and put it on their plate and it flops over and they try it again and it flops over again so then someone goes to the kitchen to fetch me a big spoon and instead of a spoon they bring like a ladle what they should have brought was tongs god invented tongs no, for this what they should have brought was annabelle she could have called the police and had them kill this person <laughs> don't put, man don't plant any ideas in her head because eventually i'm i'm already starting to crest the hill man so don't give her any ideas about genocide of the old you satirize a guy who says that anyway so uh and eventually like the first elderly couple get gone with the here's what kills me about it they spent 10 minutes holding everyone up and how much do they have on their plate like three things yes small portions of three things and they go to sit down and they're finally out of the way and that doesn't involve getting your beverage so then they got to get back up and go get the beverage the line at the beverage table is even worse and then there's the poor harried mom who is trying to make a plate for her seven snotty kids who are running around balanced the up kids all are, up and down her arm with little initials on each little plate that way because so-and-so doesn't like tomatoes another person doesn't like potato salad and this kid doesn't like green beans so you got you can't serve the same thing to every plate you got to serve a different thing to each plate and you can't trust the kids to make their own plate because what they're going to do is for one they're each going to scoop out a gallon and a half of mashed potatoes because for some reason kids just like, no like idea kids, of portion control well, it's not even no idea of portion control. It's just they're only going to eat one thing, and it's going to be whatever's, whatever requires no effort to eat. So, like, you ever notice, well, you don't have kids, but I do, and I've known this about kids for a long time. Kids will drink all of their drink and not touch a piece of chicken or steak or anything. Anything that requires them to chew, they're not going to touch that. But if you've got, like, uh, like mashed potatoes, Especially if they're like uh, pureed mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. you can just slurp it down. Gone, gone in a heartbeat because it requires no effort to eat it. Uh, sweet tea, go through a, a five-gallon urn of sweet tea. Just might as well hook it into their veins. It's gone. It is immediately gone. Pepsi, lemonade, whatever, completely gone. You could have a bucket of lava and they would drink it <laughs> before they would actually eat a piece of meat or a vegetable. And then, of course, but the the desserts. Something sweet, also immediately gone. Yep. So, uh, and by the time you finally make it up there, whatever it was you were looking to eat is gone. It's completely gone. Because I've always noticed that it's the elderly, then the moms who have little kids, and by the time that horde of demons makes it through, like, all the things that actually taste good are completely gone. So now I'm stuck trying to pick over uh, twigs and berries and horse manure that someone swears up and down is a cobbler of some kind or a casserole. I kind of hate casseroles and I'm a picky eater. Anyway, I don't like eggs, so you can keep your deviled eggs. I hope you and your oh, de- you can give God, those eggs, eggs deviled eggs. Whose idea is that of a good fucking anything? Give that straight back to the devil. If they're, if they're, if they're, if they're I understand they're deviled because they're evil. Yeah. I don't, I'm just not a big egg guy. Anyway, I'm not allergic to them. They're just I fucking just, gross. I just never cared for eggs. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just weird that way. So I wish I liked eggs. It would make my life a lot more simple. I can cook eggs all day long. I, this morning for breakfast, I made my wife a banging omelet. But I, if a, you asked me to eat that same omelet, I would immediately gag to death. Yeah. 
I just don't like hard boiled eggs. Okay, well, me either. Uh, macaroni. I don't like macaroni, but everything in uh, uh, at, at, a, at, a, at a buffet like this is macaroni based or egg based or some sort of horrible nonsense based. How about just like or or someone's rendition of a salad, which is essentially like an entire like a bowl of iceberg lettuce and like a whole tomato just dropped on top of it and then 30 cucumbers or or they do something where it's like oh i saw this this uh recipe on food network and it's it's like a spanish oriental salad and we chopped up almonds and we put in dried fruit and we already poured some shitty instead of a instead of a, a good salad dressing we took like a vinegar and mix it with like the the feces, swamp yeah. asshole of a muskrat and we already put that <laughs> on the salad for you and there's no croutons of any kind that's what the almonds are in there for it's like just fucking put leaves in a bowl and put the other shit in other bowls and let me make my own fucking salad you can't fucking fucking fuck like, give me yeah. a regular ass salad dressing i will settle for ranch don't put some nasty balsamic bitter fucking fucking god damn it god damn it yeah there's something like Okay, so I, I obviously in the South, ranch is a huge thing here. Like, we put ranch on and in everything. People I don't hate kinda, ranch. It's fine. Like, I'd much rather have other options of, of salad dressing, but I hate when it's like we already pour, poured a bowl of some shit salad dressing, some homemade salad dressing. You can buy salad dressing. Companies get paid to make different kinds of salad dressing. Because, and put all the bottles lined up along against the wall like a police lineup. Oh, which one is going to fuck up my salad today? Is it going to be ranch or is it going to be Italian? Well, here's the thing, though. You put, a bo- you put a bunch of bottles of salad dressing against the wall. The one you want is going to be empty. Empty immediately because someone allowed their seven-year-old to make his own salad. So it's a pile of, a pile of cheese with a piece of lettuce on top. Like this, It's a pile of shredded cheese and bacon bits. Maybe a piece of a tomato. Uh, maybe a piece of broccoli. Maybe a piece of cucumber. And then... Uh, an ocean of of all of the ranch, all of the ranch dressing. He basically took the ranch for his beverage. Yeah, like he's just basically sitting over there drinking ranch. <laughs> he's going to blend that up like a smoothie. Yeah, like he's putting ranch in a spoon and getting a candle and just mainlining. <laughs> oh god, it kills me. And so then the leftover salad dressing that you have might as well be labeled like uh, like like burnt tires and skunk assholes or something. I mean, just whatever, whatever taste like like asphalt like molten tar might as well just put molten tar on your salad that's about that's about how they taste yeah and then someone's uh burnt roast and when i say burnt i don't mean i don't just mean dry i mean like when you when you go to cut it the edges literally go like someone's rendition of a roast you gotta get you you gotta get out your miter saw yeah, yeah. You couldn't moisturize that if you threw it in the ocean. Like it would just it would just float away and some some shark like a shark wouldn't even touch it. <laughs> the fish like, like come up and they're like, "Whoa, what the hell is this?" I thought I told you guys to stop dumping like used tires in the That's basically what it is. Except I already expended that joke. But man, people are so slow and they just it, it's and so it, especially here's here's what what prompted this one. My wife had a teaching job and uh, at the end of the school year, they had to put on the awards banquet for the students who get their little award. And so you're talking an entire school full of kids and their parents and their grandparents and their aunts and uncles, whoever they rented 
the the Civic Center in Statesville. Good move. I'm glad we didn't try to do that in like the multi-purpose room of the sanctuary of the church there uh, because the school's at a church. I'm surprised they didn't do it at the mall. The mall won't rent you out anything. Oh, well, fuck them. That mall, they don't want you. That, that mall is doing its best to go under. I firmly believe that. That's something I do not. You can, hey, go on YouTube right now and look up Signal Hill Mall. And there's someone who in the 90s, before this mall died, went through the mall with a, with a camcorder and like just recorded walking through all the stores. That is so weird to me. <laughs> and then like a year ago, someone did it again. And, and, and like this, like this uh, YouTube channel of dead malls. And we're like number one. You walk in and there's nothing open. It's so depressing. I, ugh. it's like watching your childhood just shrivel up and die like a Ghostbusters movie. You just, oh, why and did there this happen to me? Reference, everybody. Yeah, I hadn't burned one in a while. Watch me regret. <laughs> watch me regret this later in the episode when you say something. I'll be like, that's just like Ghostbusters. No fucking. God. So, uh, so they were in the Civic Center. Plenty big room. Okay, PA system. Good, good choice. Good choice, guys. Three tables for a buffet. But you're talking like a thousand people that's got to go through this thing. And what happens? We're going to go by sections. So we're going to start here. Every old person in the room. Right through. And now instead of one table to make your way through, you've got three. Three tables of cream corn, salad, and green bean casserole. Deviled eggs. And cold, slimy ham. Mm. You know what I'm talking about, too. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cold, slimy, light pink vomit ham. Spam ham. No, even spam is better than this. I actually like fried spam, to be honest. This isn't this. This to to compare this to spam is to insult it. To insult spam. My apologies to the spam lobby. Yeah, it's I wouldn't even I wouldn't even (laughs) compare this to treat meat, dude. It just it, so you're sitting there like, well, uh, we've got literally a thousand people to shove through three tables worth the buffet. I think I'm going to go ahead and go to sleep and I'll wake, wake me up in the morning when it's my turn. So there you go. I think we got enough jokes out of this one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Fucking move your ass. Turned out better than I thought. Sit down. Yeah, just just you, you know, you, you know, there's only a couple of things in that whole buffet you're going to want to eat. So just. Here's my new rule. You have to walk the entire, you know, your feet have to be moving the entire time. Yeah. If, it, if you, if you, if you are going to scoop up some, uh, some corn and you miss too bad, you, know, you missed, you get back, back in line. line. Yeah. You missed out on the corn this time, buddy. All right. What's your issue? So here's, what I don't get this week. I'm a blank guys. I'm a blank guys. Okay. So, uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to inform me on what this means. So uh, I hear this a lot, and it's it's usually that blank is usually filled in with my job. Oh, uh, okay. oh, you you do sound stuff. I'm a sound guy. I'm a I'm a lighting guy. Oh, okay. And then you okay. And then you like talk to them for more than forty seconds, and you realize that they're the dumbest fucking useless piece of shit in the world. Like they have maybe a, almost a layman's understanding of the field. Yeah, they, they, they have a passing knowledge. So as we mentioned earlier in the episode, today's the 4th of July. And uh, instead of we were going to record first thing this morning and just get it, get it done with. And that way, both of us could move on with their day. But I had to fuck that up because I was working a show that is this week, this coming weekend. 
Right. They wanted to program lighting with me. And they needed to do it this week. And I said, well, uh, I'm working Monday, but I'm free the rest of the week. And they're like, can you do Tuesday? I was like, well, it's the 4th of July, but um, yeah, I can I can probably do. do. I mean, if, it, if it's not going to take long, no problem. So we go in at 11 a.m. this morning to program. And this guy has said that he does lighting stuff and, and the tech stuff for these. It's a it's a dance recital. It's like a graduation dance recital. And so he said he's done the lighting and stuff for these before. Well, he comes in and has no understanding of the fundamentals of theatrical stage lighting. So he's like confused by things. And they did this same school. They do a bunch of different, a bunch of individual ones of these. This same school had one last week and I did the lighting for that. And we went back and forth. They wanted all these, these things. And I did the things for them. And then they're like, okay, this isn't, this isn't bright enough. So what the end result was, was every single fucking light on my stage on at 100% brightness. <laughs> like someone adjusted them with a, with a, with a bar. Like, yeah, like straight across. Like, uh, like instead of, instead of plugging all the lights into different dimmers and then controlling them all individually, we just all, we plugged them into one outlet and then just flipped a switch on off. That's what you got. Like, why did you hire a lighting designer? I have literally dedicated the last 10 years of my life to perfecting my craft of lighting and sound design. You hired me at a, at a steep price to do this. And you, all you wanted was a fucking light switch. Yeah. So this guy wants, wants his show. Cause this is, this one's his kids. The last one, not his kids. This one's his kids. He wants this show to look different than the, the last one. So when we come in today, I am expecting us to delete everything. That fucking bugs me, by the way. What? Whenever someone who puts on something and they're like, there's this lady I knew who put on, who worked a festival and the festival involved uh, this one segment on a stage where I was running sound of the, 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 like there would be acts, acts, acts. And then the kids would come up and do their little dance thing from the dance class that, that her kid was part of. But the year that her kid was in the dance class, they threw a band off stage because her kids were in it because mm. her kids were coming up. Well, the parents are here to see the kids. Yeah, I'm here to see the band. Fuck you. They called the cops on a band. Sorry, that's an aside. Go ahead. Anyway. Well, so he wasn't, he, he actually didn't, he wasn't involved with making last week's thing happen because his kids have their own deal going on. He was, he's done, he's done them all in the past, but this year he's only doing his. And so they have other people working on these. So I'm expecting like, they give me like the B team of their, their people we go through, end up setting everything to just full brightness, except for one, one dance. And then the day of the event, they come to me and they're like, yeah, we want to just do them all at the full brightness. You looks like shit. So this guy comes in. I'm under the impression that he has some basic understanding of how lighting works in theater. Right. So we're talking about stuff. I show him a couple things. He's like, what did they have last week? They had this like, yeah, I think we can do that. We'll just, we'll, we'll make it a little a little less bright, like maybe 20% dimmer. So I take, go through, set everything 20% down. Cause they want, they want color to come through, but you can't have fucking color come through when everything's at full. The only way to get right. color to come out is to turn shit down. Right. So I even take the time on this one to, to set up and display a basic lighting look of what we would do in a real thing. I'm like, so this is, this is the way that theatrical lighting work, work lighting works. You put, a cool color on one side, you put a warm color on the other, and then 
you, what you're doing is you're creating highlight with one system of light and you're creating shadow with the other. So now instead of just being lit, you are shaped and then you turn on some light from the front and and that blends those two. So the sides of my face, the underside of my neck, that's all become become shaped. So I look like a three dimensional object with just the lights on. I just look like a flat nothing against more flat fucking nothing. And he's yeah. like, OK, yeah, yeah I, I understand that now. You say a flat nothing or a fat nothing? Whatever. But <laughs> so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, okay. But I think I think we we need it more. We need it more brighter. The fuck are you talking about? So we go we go back and forth and and just he starts he starts to to talk talk about it and then he starts to compare my theater to another theater in Oklahoma. And he's like, well, uh, I, I just think we've never had this problem at the other place because of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah, they use, they use LED lighting for everything. And here's, here's the big, big difference in color theory. You have additive color mixing and you have subtractive color mixing. So okay, additive color the- mixing, you take, if you have a red, green, and a blue light and you shine them all at one object, that light is now going to look white. Right. So subtractive. That's how, col- that's how light works. Say that again. That's how color and light works. Yes, that's how light works. That's how your fucking TV works. Subtractive color mixing, you take a white light and shine it at something, and you put something in front of the the white light, and now that light is colored. Okay. And in doing so, you cut down how bright that light can be. So we take a, a blue filter and put it in front of there. The red wavelengths of light, the green wavelengths of light, they don't pass through anymore, only the blue wavelengths of light. So you, you've already lost 30% of your, of your light. Of your brightness. So they have LED lighting, which means that they can switch their light to red and put it at full brightness because it's an LED mixing it. Well, when we put a red light in a traditional fixture, it's a darker light. So that's the big fucking difference. And also, we can't go from red to blue with one light fixture. We have to have two of them and we have to crossfade. So like I'm, and so he's criticizing my theater. I just want to be like, you are comparing a hundred year old opera house to a 10 year old performing arts theater. There's a big fucking difference, dude. Yeah, there is. And also, I mean, it, it just, you can't just like decide one day, yeah, we're going to upgrade our entire lighting system. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's prohibitively expensive. We have just started this year to, we're now, we're now replacing our downlight mm-hmm. with, with LEDs instead of traditional incandescent fixtures. Continue talking. I'm going to show you something. And our psych lights are now going to be LED too. So we made two big purchases to the tune of $60,000. Like if we wanted to change everything over, it'd cost a, a half a million dollars. Like that's, it, it's too much. All right. This is a little aside. When I came to your house, you told me that you were replacing all of the uh, incandescent bulbs with LED bulbs. And I said that sounded retarded. But this is my first LED bulb right here that I'm using to light my face during the show. Yep. And this and this regular old ass lamp. Yep. So be proud of me, buddy. Yeah, I, I am. They're they're great. You'll you will you will see the savings in your electric bill, and you will also see the savings in that you will not replace that light until you for, have forgotten about it. Like one day that light will burn out, and you'll be like, God, fuck! How long? It's been like fucking six years. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually why I replaced it, because you said they last for like 10 years. And I was like, 
And it was like, okay, so I can pay $2 for an incandescent bulb or $3 for an LED bulb and never, ha- like, I can leave it on all, all the time, which I do. That thing, like, that when I just turned it off just now to show it to you, I think it was the first time it's been off in, like, a month because I just don't, like, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm on, not green I'm on a whole all. other wavelength now because I've got the, the oh, Alexa You've got Alexa bulbs. changing the color of your lights. Yeah, that was great. Sorry to interrupt. As part of this conversation, we're talking about something and he's like, we go back to the full brightness cue and he's like, this, this is it. This can't get any brighter. I'm like, no, this can't get any brighter. He's like, well, just it's something doesn't look right from what it looked like last week to what it's looking like right now. I was like, the only thing that's changed are these couple of things that we've done. He's like, no, no, something's different. And I, you know, I can tell cause I'm a lighting guy and I just wanted to, I just wanted to turn everything off right then and just be like, well, if you're a fucking lighting guy, here's the board. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Fucking lighting guy. Fucking bullshit. You do one little dance recital once a year for, for your fucking friends and you're calling yourself a fucking lighting guy. You're not a lighting guy. You're a weekend warrior, fucko. Leave it to the fucking experts. When I show you a look that looks like fucking lighting that goes on a stage and you tell me, yeah, that looks really nice. I just don't think it's going to work for this because of X, Y, and Z. You just sound like a fucking moron. This is my job. This is what I do. 17 fucking shows this year, you giant asshole. And I will not be putting my name on this one. <laughs> but it's more than just this one this one situation because I lived in Tulsa I was a freelance lighting and sound sound guy and I'd go around and there was a three year period where freelance and I knew a couple of others freelance audio engineers could not get work why? because bars were hiring guys who would come in and say oh I'm a sound guy I did blah 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 hire them to work for their bar they'd mix a couple of bands the bands hated them the the audience hated them because what they were were fader jockeys. They were guys who had volunteered at their church to mix sound on Sundays with their one little guy talking and they didn't know what any of the fucking knobs do, thought that they were good enough, and then, you know, times got a little tough and they went out and got a fucking job. So guys like that that walk in there and say, I'm a sound guy, I walk in there with a resume the length of my fucking arm. I mean, I don't turn into resume like that because that's an asshole move, but I could that with dozens of shows as a as a sound designer as an audio engineer giant small combo bands acapella to full symphony fucking orchestras with full cast mic in front of them but i can't get a fucking job because you hired a sound guy to come in and and fucking mix faders and he fucked it up and fucked it up for everybody so all these fucking freelance sound guys had to go work for companies and shave off 20% of what they'd make in a night to send off to some fucking bozo who's sitting at home drinking beer and playing with his fucking kids. I need to get in on that racket, man. Hiring other people to do the hard stuff and me just sit at home and drink beer and play with my kids. Yeah. Get paid. That sounds great. Let me ask you a question. Why is it an asshole move to turn in the resume that shows how much work you've done? Uh, because at a, at a certain point it becomes braggadocious. Like it's an industry standard to, to format your resume to one page. I guess I would just be a braggadocious asshole because if that gave me any sort of an edge, because you know, the guy running the bar is going to, is going to, who's, who's dumb enough to hire a guy who has only run sound from a church sound booth with a 30 year old mixing board that's powered and still has any, anyway, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's going to be like, 
Yep, that's a qualified sound guy, and he's going to let that guy be his sound guy. Like, maybe you need that long list of stuff to say, no, this is what a, this is the experience an actual sound man has. This is my experience. Maybe you think it's braggadocious, but you need to understand the fucking difference between someone who is a weekend hack and someone who does it for a living. Yeah, and uh, it... No, I mean, I you have you have a point. I think it's just it's conditioning at this point to where I format my resume for everything down to one page. And I to the point where I'm I'm I cut out almost as much as what's in there. Yeah, I and, mean, and you instantly know these guys because they come in and they they know nothing, nothing of the technology involved. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I run sound in my church on uh, Wednesdays and, and Sundays. Oh, yeah. What uh, what kind of console are you running? We're running a um, a mixing board. Uh, it's like a twenty-four channel. I think it's a Mackie. Oh, uh, <laughs> a Mackie twenty-four four two. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Or uh, we don't have a board. We just have like a, a box with knobs on the front, like a PA head. Yeah. Like someone's been mixing from the PA head, like, oh no. I I actually uh I just went to a church that had had one of those. That was their mixing board, and and they had cut out the desk so the PA head was like face up. <laughs> like oh my god. This is just filling with dust. How do you how what oh and then and then he you see the, the rack mount of uh, of equipment over here and he goes, Well, why is this vocal mic running through a compressor? You don't need sustain. Yeah. Like, oh, the other thing. The other thing is then. Then there's the other side of the ticket where they go from the church that has uh, more dollars than cents and like, oh yeah, we've got the uh, uh, Soundcraft Performer SI. Like, oh yeah, you guys use it for lighting too. What? You know the the Performer series. It also does lighting. That's what they they're a they're a board that was designed for clubs, so you could you know plug in your couple of Parkan lights. And you just page over and turn them on and page back over and mix your sound. Oh, I, I didn't know it could do that. Yeah, I didn't think so. But uh, whatever. Man, I, there's something I want you to do next time you're in North Carolina. Because I know you told me at one point you, like to, you sometimes like to attend Christian churches for fun. I want you to come to my church on a Sunday morning and help us get our sound system straightened out. Because every, every three months, like the gremlins get in there. We don't, I guess we don't pray hard enough and the, and the sound demons come in. Fuck up everything. Fader creep is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's and we only have one sound guy. Like I, it's just from one week to the next, the, the the ghosts find their way in, like like I and they just creep into the soundboard and everything. You could you could put tape over everything and it would sound completely different the next week. Hmm. And like the snake channels are going bad. How much? How much is the pay? Uh, it's, uh, you get paid in eternity. Yeah. I only go if there's money involved. I don't really give a shit about eternity. <laughs> no, they can't afford to pay us. Anyway, that's, that's the issue is that I'm a blank guys. They fucked me out of work in the past. And today was almost the, the it was all, I almost walked off this show. I almost was just like, you know what? F- fuck you. I'm going to go home. I'm going to record this one episode of, of here's what I don't get. And I'm going to pack up all my stuff. I'm going to drive the fuck away from here because you know what? It gives me an extra four or five days in North Carolina. You should have done that. You told that dude to eat a dick and light it himself. Almost did. Light yourself eating the dick. 
And that's saying something because I've um, I've only walked off of one show in my entire career. Oh yeah, what was it? Ragtime. Sounds like it deserves to be walked off of. Yeah, it was it was pretty awful. It was my senior year in high school, and I just walked out on the second to last dress rehearsal, and they took my name out of the program, and I was never happier. And then the second time I almost the I almost walked off a show was also ragtime. <laughs> there you go. Not Maybe the same just- one, a different production. But now I will never do that show again. Uh, why did you walk off? And I'm, I'm hooked. Why did you walk off? Um, because the director was being a real tool and wasn't communicating his schedule with me and had spent the whole design period. Like I designed a set for the show and turned in all my draftings. And then we just didn't build that. We built everything out of like crappy foam because he didn't want to spend any money. And we were doing things that were dangerous. And, uh, at the end of the day, I, like, I looked at it and I was like, if something goes wrong, I want to, this is what I want to do. So I don't want to be. I don't want my name to be on this and then have it be the thing where they go like, oh, you worked on Ragtime. Uh, you served the show on the where Titanic? The girl fell out of the grid and broke both of her legs. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. You were a sailor on the Titanic, were you? Wow. Yeah. You're fired. Okay. So uh, I guess it's time to start with our housekeeping as we do in the middle of the show every week. Yep. So as always, this week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by... Ricada News Network, definitely not fake news. Okay, so I've got four, but we were talking before the show, and you've got one as well, and I think uh, yours and one of mine overlap. Yeah. So, do you wanna you wanna head off with with your article that yeah, you pulled? Yeah, sure. Uh, so this isn't this isn't RNN exclusive. Carmen San Diego is at it again, guys. Oh my God! Yeah. Where? Th- where in the world? Where in the world? This time she struck in Canada. Carmen San Diego has upped from stealing the Great Pyramids of Giza, the Eiffel Tower, the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building. Small potatoes, Buck. How are those small potatoes? Those are the wonders of the world, man. I know. Well, this time, Carmen San Diego has stolen an entire province. That's right. Carmen San Diego struck again in Canada this past week and stole Alberta, the entire oh province of Alberta. Oh, my God. Yeah. How'd she do it? Incredible. So RNN, RNN reached out to um, Alberta native Joel Chaco to get a quote, only to find out that Carmen Sandiego had stolen him as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's on the run. He's gone. No, Carmen Sandiego stole him. She stole him. So we got to catch her. in the world did Carmen take Joel Chaco? Uh, so uh, the article that that overlaps with, I'm going to go ahead and do it because uh, here's what happened. Here's what had happened was. That's going to be the news, the news segment now. You see, what had happened was... Let me explain the joke to you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Albertans are up in arms over a perceived slight from Canadian Prime Mistress Justin Trudeau. During a Canada Day speech, Trudeau proceeded to give shout-outs to each and every Canadian province, except for Alberta, because it was stolen by Carmen Sandiego. Despite Trudeau attempting to walk back his gaffe at the end of the speech, saying, Alberta, I love you. Happy Canada Day. He managed to confuse most of the English-only region by giving a portion of the apology in French. Not convinced, Albertans showed him the same love they showed his father, Pierre Trudeau, or supposedly his father, <coughs> when he was leader of the nation, flipping him the middle finger when his back was turned. One offended Albertan took to Twitter to say, Hey, guy, the feeling's not mutual, eh? But uh, happy Canada Day anyway, though. Ah, uh, what a hooser. 
dead air. Waiting for that. Waiting for that pop off of you and nothing. Well, he's just a, nothing. He's a hoser, man. Okay. Sorry. Eh? Right. Sorry I, go, eh? I go grab my Canada flag if you want. No, that's fine. That's fine. This is not a Canadian politics show. So, <clears throat> adjust it here. President Trump remains on top of the headlines with a recent tweet of a doctored video of him during a wrestling match with the CNN logo superimposed over the face of his opponent. Have you seen this? Uh, no, I didn't watch it because I don't give a shit. So I know several about years it. ago, yeah, several years ago, uh, Trump went on to one of the wrestling yeah, shows. Yeah, WWE he, something. Yeah, yeah, and then he he got into the ring for a minute, uh, like hammer fisted some dude inside. Of, it was who was it? Vince McMahon? Yeah, Someone probably. Like that? Uh, I think I think the the WWE thing was that. He was going to buy out WWE from Vince McMahon. That was the. I mean, because yeah, he's so a fucking find... clown. Vince McMahon, I agree. No, so, Trump is a clown. Okay, well, there went our Patreon money. So, uh, anyway, he, he, of course, the whole thing's fake, and he knocked down Vince McMahon or whoever it was and, like, hammer fisted him oh, on the yeah. side of the temples. The, and the, the WWE is really, like, the epitome of violence and re- reality. I've worked WWE shows. Let me just tell you, the scripts are torn up and, th- and thrown out on the floor to get swept up after the show. It's not yeah. real, guys. <sighs> you just broke a lot of people's hearts, man. I just brought a lot, a lot of people's people's broke a lot so of kayfabe. Anyway. Sorry, I disavow that. My bad. <laughs> I do love so, uh, I do love working for WWE though because it's like eighteen dollars an hour. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. So uh, someone took that video clip and then over whoever's face it was, they put the CNN logo. Uh, Trump critics said that the video shows that the president is an inherently violent man and that such <laughs> violent Im- <laughs> Listen. So it said that the president is an inherently violent man and that such violent imagery. imagery should be denounced unless it's from Kathy Griffin. <clears throat> yeah. De- oh yeah. Definitely denounce all that, that violent imagery. You fucking, God, these fucking hypocrites. <laughs> Absurd. A recent video, a video that recently began circulating on Facebook shows footage from an Antifa combat training camp. <laughs> <laughs> how to, uh, how to smack your opponents in the head with a bike lock. Okay. CNN has a lot of explaining to do after two separate videos were published providing uh, proving, sorry, proving that the Russia collusion narrative is not only false, but an outright fabrication on the part of CNN. The debate has gone straight to social media where supporters of CNN have attempted to either deny or explain away the videos and Trump supporters uh, retorting with told you so. Yeah. Oh, go figure. <laughs> the amount of told you so is delicious. This is All why right, we uh, need I told you so cards. Yeah. I just, just God, yeah, we need a I told you so emoji. Yeah. And just, just the smuggest, like, uh, the, if you go on our website, you can get that ringtone of my smug laugh. Yeah. And that's what everyone is. Everyone just needs to be walking around right now going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The president himself took to Twitter immediately tweeting. Nah, 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 boo, boo. CNN is fake news. Uh. <laughs> this has been. Where'd it go? Where'd it... It so I it. just somehow deleted the button. Way to go. <laughs> I guess this wasn't uh, Rick Hayden News Network. Definitely not fake news. I hate my fucking phone, man. I seriously went to touch the button and it disappeared. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, about a nickel for but, every time that happened. 
Listen, man. <laughs> uh, that's what the Patreon money needs to go for, is I'm going to get a tablet that just doesn't turn off. You can just and, set uh, your screen to time out only after 10 minutes. It's not, it wasn't even that the screen timed out. It just, the button just disappeared when I touched it. We're going to have to edit that part out. So anyway, that takes care of the, uh, the legal business, paying our retainer, but that doesn't keep the lights on here at the Here's What I Don't Get dual studio. So uh, for that, we have Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash H-W-I-D-G, that stands for Here's What I Don't Get. We have three tiers. Tab, do you know about the tiers? You know about the tiers. We've got the one-buck tier, which gives you early access to episodes. We've got the five-buck tier, which gives you the bonus episodes like the one we're recording next week and uh yeah and then you also get the early access as well then we have the 10 buck tier where you get to send buck 10 words for him to read and you get access to the video episodes uh plus all the other tiers that are below that so it's a great way to support the show if you like it the other great way to support the show if you're already a patron or maybe your money's a little bit tight is to swing over to itunes and throw us a five-star review google play as well and uh, yeah. share it on share an episode or two on Facebook. Uh, tell your friends about it. The next time maybe you go on a, on a car ride for more than an hour, pop open an episode with your buddy and have them listen. Maybe get him, get them involved. So any way you could help out the show, we super appreciate. And uh, yeah, it'd be, just be great. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Also, we put out three videos a week right now, currently, that are available to everyone. Uh, two clips from every show and the uh, the weekly sec- uh, session of uh, Ask Uncle Buck, yep. where we answer I answer your big buck questions. Those have become kind of popular. The last one I put out has over thirteen hundred views as of this as of this moment, well, which is great. pretty big for us. Yeah. So uh, you can always uh, share those with your friends and family and show them how cool and smart you are affecting the culture one video at a time. Also, you can get at us on Twitter. Uh, we don't plug the Twitter enough, but I, I I know you have Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, buddy? At MadCucks. At MadCucks. You can get me at, at UncleBuckHWIDG, and of course you can uh, get us both if you go to uh, at HWIDG Podcast. So uh, we got emails, all sorts of like uh, Podcast at gmail.com. You can email me, uh, UncleBuck704 at Yahoo. Do you want your email on the show or no? Uh, I said it once. If you're, if someone's able to dig back and find it, I'll, I will reward them. Reward them with what? With a uh, response to the email. <laughs> Is it going to take six years to get one word? Uh, no, that that's actually my professional working email account. So, okay, yeah. So if you want to contact Tab, you have to go. Uh, you got to work for it, buddy. You got to earn his correspondence. Yeah, you got to download some awesome old episodes. They're find worth it. re-listening to. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I realized uh, this is episode 32 today. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is uh, ten, episode number 10 since you took over. Is it not? Uh, yeah, no, I think it is. I think you're right. You're, I think that deserves a little bit of applause, a little bit of congratulations, Tab. Thank 10 you. episodes on the show, 10 episodes doing a good job. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> uh. Ten episodes, man. That's it's doing pretty good. You're hanging in there. I haven't run you off yet. Not yet. So I'll go with the next issue. Here's what I don't get. Pirate movies. Yeah, I, I definitely get pirating movies. No, no, no. Not pirating movies. I do get that. I get that really. Uh, I get that a bunch. No, what I'm talking about is movies about pirates. Ah. Uh... 
<laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Listen, here's what I don't get about pirate movies is that they are. I, 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 listen, I understand to a certain degree. There's a suspension of disbelief. There's uh, uh, making an entertaining movie, but the, the way pirate movies are now, pirates were nothing like that. Well, shit, pirates timbers, were, Buck. <laughs> tell me, tell me more. Listen, I know that, as I just said, I know that movies are for entertainment. They're not meant to be true to life all the time. But for just for once, can we get an actual movie about real pirates the way shit really went down? Like a historically accurate period piece movie? Because I love those to pieces. Okay, pirates of the Caribbean, the biggest offender right now, the most prolific offender. For one, they should be, re- the next one is just going to be called Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp is going broke again. Because the <laughs> yeah. motherfucker, like Johnny Depp is getting old. He's Johnny Depp put on some weight. That should be the the the, the after the colon on the next one. You see the last one? I I don't remember what the last one I saw was. I remember seeing I saw this the second one. I think I saw yeah I saw the the second and the third one the ones with the squid face man. But I don't think oh, I saw any Davy Jones. That. Yeah, well you you haven't missed anything. Uh, Aunt Buck and I recently saw the fifth one where uh, oh, they go back one? in time. Yeah, they just put out a fifth one. So there was the first three, then there was uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the one without Orlando Jones. Mm-hmm. It was the subtitle on that one. And this one is Pirates of the Caribbean, Orlando Jones's kid, and also young CGI Johnny Depp. And I'm not even joking about that. So that aside. So he's supposed like, to, is he, it's all takes place in the past. It's a prequel. No, no, it's in the it's in the present, but they go back and explain how Jack Sparrow became Jack Sparrow in a in a in a scene where a visibly uncanny valley young Johnny Depp. So not becomes, like Kirk Douglas in uh Kurt Douglas in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like more like um Professor Xavier in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. That that the, the I mean this the uncanny valley is strong with this one. Plastic. Like there's a scene yeah, it's uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, never mind. You don't. You probably didn't watch uh, Rogue One. But anyway, this, you got the definite Grand Moff Tarkin effect. Like it's just really awkward looking young Johnny Depp who uh, does whatever he does. I'm not going to spoil it. I should. But anyway, he does this. Savvy, <laughs> savvy. So listen, they take. They, they've taken all these stereotypes of things that were written about fictitious pirates. So some of the fictitious pirates like um, Long John Silver and all those. <laughs> what? Uh, what are you laughing about? You don't like what? Long John Silvers? They have terrible fish. I had, I had Long John Silvers on my last drive back. This dumb bitch, uh, they're like, fill out her survey and blah, 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 and you'll get a free thing. And this dumb bitch who's sitting there, I guess <laughs> on a break, is like, oh, if you uh, write my dumb bitch name, then um, I'll, I'll pay for your drink. And you, Because it's like you fill out the survey, you get a free meal if you buy a drink. And she's like, I'll pay for your drink, and then you know you get everything free. And I was like, oh, I'm not from here. It's like, well, just fill it out anyway. Like, fuck you. Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, anyway. So you have... Essentially, there's this generation of kids who have seen nothing but stereo, like, like made up stereotypes of pirates that aren't based on reality. They're stereotypes of stereotypes at this point. To where people think that 
actual historical pirates uh, always wore tri-corner hats and wore red jackets or dressed like they were in the some sort of pirate version of the post-apocalypse where everything was this weird leather walking around going buckles yeah buckles everywhere and and parrots and shit going we're going to get the buried treasure matey savvy or whatever <laughs> i mean you just like oh god Yarr. well i Sit think by. it's worse than that because those guys are at least like cutthroat is you have little kids have you seen the jake and the neverland pirates show i was going there yeah they're so teaching the, kids about sharing you're yeah. pirates you are pirates <laughs> Yeah, so what you were just talking about, there was a like a snippet of a book somewhere where they were talking about the pirate code for Jake and the Neverland Pirates, and it was literally, pirates never steal. Like, because stealing is what wrong. Is pirates going never on? take people, Pirates never take anything that doesn't belong to them because that's not nice. Pirates My never go was, in boats because you could fall off and drown. <laughs> yeah, pi- pirates always wait 30 minutes after eating. Pirates always, pirates never always drink rum. Always brush their teeth. Yeah, but, so like I get pirates have no interest in worldly possessions and believe that the world should be a socialist utopia available for everyone. <laughs> like what the fuck? What the fuck are you teaching kids now? Pirates believe in Zen Buddhism. Uh, the worldly <laughs> possessions are a distraction. They sit around on dry land, going um. So anyway, real pirates, real piracy is actually real. Like I'm, I'm a guy that likes history. Actual pirates were fascinating as fuck. Yeah. And also, uh, they tended to die. They were, they were regular people who decided that they were going to take a risk, go out in a boat, fly a false flag, get up next to someone. Yeah. Steal some shit. They, and there's this whole thing about the, the letting the crew live or whatever, setting the boat adrift. That never happened. You know what pirates did? They 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 either stole the boat or they murdered everyone except one dude. To make sure that anyone else who saw their custom flag was like, surrender and get off the boat and leave. Get in the lifeboats and get out. Because unlike in the movies, pirates actually didn't want to fight because that meant you could get hurt. You could lose a fight. So you wanted, you did it one time. You rolled up on a boat and you jumped on there and you murdered everyone except the one dude. And he went and said, whoa, this pirate guy, uh, 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 Black Bart Buck, he murdered everyone on my crew except me. And he beat me up pretty bad and, uh, and insulted my mom and then stole everything I had. And called me a cuck. <laughs> he, called me, he called me a cuck. He, this, this weird pirate who dressed funny, he put on this hat and these shades, got on my boat, started screaming at it, screaming about everything. And his little, his first mate, this little guy who came in here and started screaming about how the lighting in my ship was terrible and told me I was going to get, I don't know, I, I can't follow that one too. I'm not that creative. But anyway. Uh, yeah, they would do that. Uh, there were very few actual gun battle, like like ship to ship cannon battles with pirate ships, because guess what? They didn't have war galleons for the most part. Mm-hmm. They wanted something fast, really fast, like a sloop that had maybe a gun. So they would ride up. They would board your ship, kill your dudes. If you didn't surrender, take all your stuff. They would take the ship scuttle it somewhere after they offloaded the, 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 the goods, they would sell it, split the money up, and then they would hightail it out. They might do it again a couple months later. Uh, typically, if they ended up in a cannon battle, it ended up really, really bad, and a lot of pirates met their end whenever uh, an actual war galleon, who was like 10 times the size of that little sloop, got him backed up on a sandbar somewhere and turned him into fucking matchsticks. 
because he had like 80 cannons. Kaboom, motherfucker. Yeah, those old, the old warships of the 1800s before we got into iron, ironclad ships, those things would just, they'd have 12 to 15 guns out of one side and they just basically get alongside you and then blow you away. Like, there's this, I know it makes good cinema, but God, it drives me crazy sometimes. This idea of like, them just another one, boop, 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 like, like firing back and forth for hours. Yeah. Kaboom. Give them a volley. That first volley was usually the volley that did it because then the white flag it. comes up like, please, please, we're done. That's it. Because That's all we got some, something about watching the guy next to you, uh, be replaced by a cloud of red mist where that cannonball hit him before it went into the deck and did the same thing to a couple other guys. You're like, well, I just reevaluated my life and my underwear. Or the ones where there were two balls chained together. So they go, they'd they'd spin off axis and just like fucking shred through everything. Yeah. So I want to see that pirate movie where the pirates, not the good guy pirates weren't good guys. They were fucking thieves. They typically didn't speak a lot of English. They were usually Spanish and uh, they were, uh, a lot of them were leftover privateers at a certain point who were, uh, if you don't know what a privateer is, get a history book. It's just a fancy word for pirate. Uh, there were, there were private vessels who were hired under a letter of Mark to, 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 to conscript it into war to sink, uh, vessels from the opposing, the opposing military. And then whenever the war was over, they were like, well, that was really profitable. What am I going to do now? Uh, I'm really good at sinking ships and killing people. I still wanted that for money. I guess I'm a pirate now. And so they would go off and just keep doing that thing. There was only one pirate out of the entire bunch that actually met any of those fucking stereotypes. And you know who that was? Who? Blackbeard. Blackbeard? Blackbeard was an actual pirate who actually did do things like scream at people, which is probably where the Yar thing came from. Uh-huh. Because the guy understood psychological warfare. So whenever he would go into, into a fight, whenever he would go to take over a ship, he lit matches and put them under his hat so that smoke it would look like smoke was coming out of his ears. And people would be like, whoa, that dude's mad. Maybe I shouldn't mess with him. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> you should for the show. Have like a fog machine piped under your hat. And just, oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah. And the dude did have a big bushy beard. Uh, but the dude was also a governor for a while. He didn't spend all of his time on his pirate boat. He sunk his own pirate boat. To avoid having to uh, pay part of his crew, pirates are shitbags. They weren't these cheeky, swarthy ladies' men. They were like desperate, evil men who did horrible, horrible things, killed innocent people, took other people's things, and eventually uh, got killed. Either hanged or sunk or blown to pieces. You know what happened to, to Blackbeard? No. Mother- In one of the actual instances of a ship-to-ship battle, motherfucker got his head cut off. Nice. Some dude, reportedly a Scotsman. God damn it, Isis. Yeah, reportedly a Scotsman got a hold of him with a with a broadsword, sliced him across the neck, and the guy said, "Like wow, like eventually, uh, essentially, like good shot. Like wow, you got me." The dude finished him off. Whack. So his body falls over into the water, and according to legend, swam around the boat three times before it sank. Whether or not that's true, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not true. Like a chicken with its head cut off. I don't know. But anyway, so there was like, okay, so uh, reality one movies zero, right? There was one guy that actually did that shit. Everything else 
was just evil people being evil people. And if you met one of those pirates in real life, you wouldn't like them. Yeah. There was no one like Johnny Depp. There was no suave debonair. They were, uh, they were just regular everyday dudes like me and you who decided they were going to go out and do evil shit. And they usually got their comeuppance Mm -hmm. if they didn't retire rich, which also happened. So that's my issue there, man. That's Um, a good one. I have tired of pirate movies too. I guess just make just make one that's realistic. I just want to see one period piece that's accurate. I don't think that'll it's, ever happen. It's not exciting enough. It can be. I want to see. I want to see where the a movie where the 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 British Navy is not some sort of weird imperialistic assholes. I mean, obviously they were, but like where the guy in a red coat and a white powdered wig is not the villain. Yeah. Well, the the thing the thing about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is that like there's uh Johnny Depp is a pirate because he freed he wouldn't do a slave he freed a bunch of slaves on a on a cargo run. He's like that's why he's he got labeled a pirate. Orlando Bloom became a pirate so that he could save his girlfriend. His girlfriend became a pirate because she was going to be killed otherwise. It's like all these people have excuses for why they're pirates, so thus not bad guys. Yeah. Well, you know what the, you know what they're also are not, they're not pirates. Pirates weren't people who did things for good reasons. They were, did things because they wanted money. Well, yeah. Oh, I freed a bunch of slaves. I'm a pirate. Do what? I'm just explaining the logic. I know, but it's like, I, I, I freed a bunch of slaves. I'm a pirate. It's a pirate's life for me. No, you're a guy who may be an outlaw now, but you're definitely not a pirate. Well, he got labeled a pirate. Who cares? Like, does that then justify like that's the other thing is they're kind of light on those movies of the actual wrongdoings. Like you don't see him doing a lot of actual piracy. It's just him. Like it's just out swashbuckling adventure. There's nothing swashbuckling about 90 days at sea. You son of a bitch. That's very boring. There's nothing adventurous about scurvy Yeah. about rickets. There's nothing, there's nothing uh, adventurous and, and swarthy or romantic about shitting in a bucket, <laughs> getting dysentery. About living with a bunch of other dudes that never bathe. That's, 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 not, that's not adventure at all. That's tedium and misery. Yeah. That's what piracy was. Tedium and misery for money, kind of like everyday life that we do now. Yeah. So what's your next issue? Uh, so here's my final issue this week. Here's what I don't get. Assigned seating in movie theaters. Uh, okay. I, I, I can, I'm trying to think of how I can shit on this, but go ahead. So do you remember... Five years ago, how you go to a movie, you buy movie tickets online and you just buy two tickets and then you'd show up at the door and they'd let you in. And if you got there early enough, you just go sit wherever the fuck you wanted. And if you got there yeah. late, you had to just pick from what was left over. Yeah, it's called first come, first serve, and it's a very good system. Yeah, it's called general. The early bird gets great. the worm. Well, now everything is shifting over to this assigned seating. So you go in and you have to choose the specific seats that you want. So that you can go sit down there. It's like a movie theater is not a, an event going to see a movie because they play every two hours. So, yeah, you know, if there's, it's not like a concert where you can sell, you should, you can sell seats at a premium because really every seat has more or less the same view. Obviously everybody has their preference. Like I like to sit up at the back in the center. I like some, to sit towards the middle in the center. Yeah. Some people like to sit, center center of the house right in the center you know it depends but the thing was 
I was always, I always had a chance of getting my preferred seat if I got there on time. Whereas now I just go online. I'm like, boop, 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 boop. Oh, my, my seats I wanted are already sold. So I guess we're not going today. Maybe we'll go tomorrow. Or you could just sit wherever. Yeah. Or just sit wherever. But, but if you, if you like log in and it's like, okay, well there's only two seats and they're on opposite sides of the theater from one another. Well, I'm just not going to go. Or if they're like, I, oh, I there's only one yeah, seat yeah. left. And it's front row all the way on the left. So you're going to be spending the whole oh. movie like this. Oh, uh, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I'll get you there. I'll get you there. I've had to do that one time. We got to a movie late and we had to sit on the front row. And they might as well have a bed on the front row. Exactly. Like You might as well be laying down because what, what fucking movie was that? It was when I took her to see. Um, what's that one that was filmed in North Carolina? The chick with the bow. Um Hunger Games. Ah. She wanted me to take her to see Hunger Games. So we got there late. That was filmed in uh, Henry River, North Carolina. I can yeah. take you there. Anyway, I, I don't care. I've been there. I've, I've been there. It's pretty cool. When it's I, an abandoned... I read, those, I read those books, and I finished the third book, and I threw it across the stage. I never read the books. I just saw the movie because I'm not a teenage girl. But it was neat that the, the movie was filmed, like, within an hour of my house. So anyway, yeah, yeah you go and you sit down in the front row, and literally... If you're watching the $10 video, it's like this. You're literally like the back of your head is resting on the, the roll of fat between your head and your shoulders. And anytime there's a two shot where they cut like, okay, so in a, in a film, if you're watching the video, one person will be on this side of the screen to talk. And then when they cut to the other person, they're over here so that you have an idea that they're facing. The camera's one another. not seeing you right So whenever now. there's that two shot that's going back and forth, you're like. Yeah, you're literally having to turn your head. That sucks. I like that's also, I like the back row because I'm just there and I see everything. I see everyone. I'm like a lord above everything. And also the urinals are right there behind me. So yeah. if I have to pee. Yeah, you, just, you don't even need a cup. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing, and I'm glad you mentioned showing up late so you got a shitty seat, is that the assigned seating movie theaters now, uh, I'm a guy, when I go, we've talked about this before, when I go to a movie, I want to get there 20 minutes early so I can see every fucking trailer in front of this yeah. movie because that's that's part of the experience well it's then there the are these fun. people that do, they're just like they they don't they see the trailers as as fat and they're like well we can get there 15 minutes late because there are 15 minutes of trailers no so no we need to be there 15 minutes early to get ready for the trailers exactly i i need to have my popcorn my drink in my chair ready to go so that when the house light goes to half and that green screen comes up that says this preview approved for all audiences or even better when it's a red band trailer this this trailer approved only for this movie this is the one movie that this trailer's on i'm like yeah yeah uh the third when people that think that they can just show up late well they have already got their seats they've got their seats assigned nope. now so that like i'm already you could have had that seat I'm, say that again you could have had that seat. Yeah. I'm comfortable. I've, I've staked my domain and now this dumb asshole shows up 15 minutes into the, into the trailers and they're like, Oh, it's cute. Can I, can I like, fuck you, fuck you. We're trying to fucking movie star. You motherfucker. That's one thing about movie theaters. that does bug the shit out of me is when you're, when someone has to get up in the middle of the movie and do this, that weird crab walk to get past everyone. And then because there's about, about six inches between the front of your seat and the back of the seat in front of it, just enough for your knees. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then that person is trying to walk across, basically walk through your leg. 
You, yeah. know, you have to make your you have to uh, snip your leg out of existence for a second for them to clip through it, like the like the the clipping code in Doom where you can walk through the walls. That, that, that's what they need to get through your yeah to get through your leg, and then the, the, you know f- five to ten minutes from now back they come. Yeah, and, and so. And I, I, just, I, hate, I hate this idea that we have taken the movie theater experience, which was a perfect just first come, first serve. You get a good seat or you don't. And if you don't, fuck you, get there earlier next time. To now it's you're buying you're buying specific chairs for no fucking reason. And you can show up late and there's zero punishment. I can I can get there. I can get to the movie theater 30 minutes early and my preferred seats already sold to somebody. And then that person doesn't show up until 15 minutes into the credit. In, into the the trailers, and I should just be able to beat them to death and take their fucking chairs. Or God forbid, you you sit one seat over, like you've got your your seat, and you accidentally pick the one next to it because the numbers aren't clear enough, and the person shows up and they're like, um, I think these are our seats. Like, fuck you. Here's it. Here's the. Have you had this one happen? This hasn't happened to me in a theater, obviously, but this happened to me when I last time I took my wife to see Keith Urban. Someone shows up. And and marches their way across the aisle to where you're sitting, and they've got their little printout in their hand. They go, uh, this is my seat. Why are you here? Like, no, this is my seat. This is the ticket that I bought for this seat. And they hold up, and I've got actual ticket stubs in my hand, and this person holds up a piece of paper, says, well, my printout of my receipt says that I'm in this seat. And you're like, where, where'd you get your, then you have to go through the process. All right, which outlet did you get your 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 ticket from? Because obviously, uh, you've gotten you you've gotten ripped off, or you're an idiot somehow. Let me see your printout, and they hand me the piece of paper. And the first thing I want to do is go, "Fuck you!" But I didn't. <laughs> so I'm saying <laughs> that would have been so. Great. Yeah, that would have been great for you to just like crumble it up and just throw it further in the crowd. Like, ah, oh, doesn't look like you have any tickets there, buddy. So this is your ticket. I sure do hate that for you. Boy, that sucks. Better luck next two years when he comes back again. <laughs> Puts on a good show. But anyway, so I look at her piece of paper and go, uh, no, this is the the J section. So I'm in 11 and 10 of J section, and you are in 11 and 10 of the L section over there. And so now, not only have I been taken out of this experience, and I've had to waste my time in the middle of a 90 decibel con or 120 to however many decibels concert this is that I'm trying to enjoy, except I can't get this fucking weirdo to stop dancing in front of me. So now I'm like having to stand up and look over everyone else using their phones to record a fucking concert and explain to this idiot that your seat is over there because apparently you don't know how to read English letters. Roman, Rome, it was the Roman Greek letter. I don't even know what our fucking alphabet is anymore. You, Arabic. You don't, Arabic. Okay, so you don't even know how to read. <laughs> you don't know how to read these fucking letters on a piece of paper. You don't know the difference between an, an L and a J or an M or whatever the fuck it was. It was obviously right there on the page. Instead, you come over here and argue with me for five minutes about how I'm sitting in your seat when your seat's over there. You didn't even take the time to look. Apparently, you don't know how seating works. Per, first time out in public? Yeah, I get that. I remember my first time out in public. I was two. And I was shitting myself. <laughs> I was still shitting yeah, in diapers. They're they're anyway. they're inflating the theater going because now they have those fucking recliners that suck ass. I hate those recliners. Yeah, 
You don't need to recline. This it's not a, it's not a daycare. You're not taking a nap. You're watching a movie. Don't lean don't lean back. You're going to fall asleep and you're going to snore like that asshole did when I took my wife to see X-Men in Tennessee. Did someone fucking snore during a movie? Someone snored during a movie. They're getting fucking punched. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was the uh, the X-Men, the one with uh with uh the guy from Power Rangers in it. The Ivan Ooze. Uh, well, anyway. So we're watching this one and we're towards the back left and someone right in the front. So I know what happened is he's in the front on the front row and he's having to look straight up to see the screen and leaning back that far. He fell asleep. And so five minutes into the movie, we start hearing asshole, bring your sleep apnea machine. Yeah. Bring your CPAP dude. And so, and there's this awkwardness since we're talking about theaters. I've got a little rant to go on here. When someone starts fucking up during a movie and they're ruining the experience for everyone, and then you start looking like there's so that it starts with just you and who you're with. So it's me and Aunt Buck in the theater, and she looks at me and she's like, Who is that snoring? That is really taking me out of the movie and is getting on my nerves. And I'm like, Yeah, me too. And so we start looking around, and then you start noticing other people looking around. And so now you're making eye contact. Now no one's watching the movie. Now you're missing on what you paid for. Everyone's looking around trying to figure out who's the asshole that's doing the stupid shit. Now we're all making eye contact. Now we're all going, I think it's over there. I think it's over. Now we're talking, breaking the biggest rule. Don't talk during the movie. So now we're all communicating with each other. I think it's down there. Now you're craning your neck to see in the dark some asshole who's got his head tilted all the way back and his mouth hanging open like a flycatcher, like a pitcher plant. Yeah, I'd probably have gotten up and walked over there and slapped him in the face, been like, you need some, you need some Dr. Pepper, buddy? I'll walk you out to the, the, here's five bucks. Go get yourself a fucking soda. That way well, maybe you stay awake during the show, dime. asshole. I'm not giving him a fucking dime of my money. But then everyone's trying to decide who's the one who's going to rectify this or is anyone going to rectify this? Because in the South, everyone's too polite to your face. No one wants to confront you to your face. That's the one gripe I have about the South. Is the South is going to learn something from me. So, yeah, so everyone, everyone talks shit behind your back, but as soon as it comes time to talk smack to somebody's face, nobody really wants to do it because we're all too genteel and polite. So now someone's got to be the bad guy, and guess what? This show has taught me how to be the bad guy. I love being the bad guy now. It's so fun. Like when we went to Zaxby's, and I was mocking the people to their face anytime someone would come in. So anyway, so I stand up, and you have to do the power walk. The one that lets everyone know that you're the one that's about to take care. Of it. It's like a superhero walk. Yeah. Where you're going to save the day. But instead of doing what I should have done, which is walk right down to the front and grab the dude by the collar and go, hey, motherfucker, wake the fuck up like I wanted to. No, I didn't do that. I went and got the fucking guy who sweeps the popcorn out. Like, hey, can you get the manager, please, and wake this motherfucker up? Because I'm still a little bit too much of a cuck to do it myself. Cuck. <sighs> yeah. What else you got? That's it. That's all I got. I'm tired of having to fucking pick my seats at a movie theater. At a goddamn movie theater. Yeah, that does suck. <sighs> all right. I guess that's uh, it for this this portion. So uh, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Uncle Buck. I'm Tad Burt. Bye. All right, so you want to do some voicemails? Yeah, sure. If you want to call into the uh, voicemail line, hit the, hit us up on the Here's What I Don't Get hotline at 704-750-9434 and leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think of the show. Uh, 
Tell us if you agree or disagree with us on anything. And, uh, and then we'll play them on the show and tell you what an idiot you are. We'll probably talk over them because that's what we do. Yeah, we do have a bad habit of doing that. Okay, so we got three this week. Uh, haven't even listened to them yet, so I guess we will just get started. Man, you are dead on about those delivery problems. Uh, me, it's not so much FedEx has been a problem, it's been UPS. Okay. They have told me twice in the last month that my address does not exist. <laughs> now, what's strange about that is, between those deliveries, I had multiple deliveries delivered to me by UPS successfully, <laughs> so obviously my address does exist. I don't know what exactly happens there. I don't know if it's different drivers or what, but this bullshit about, oh, no, it's not our fault. Your address doesn't actually exist. I don't live Fuck anywhere. deliveries. Fuck it. Yeah. No, that's exactly my what happened to me. My address doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> address does not exist. My house doesn't exist. You, oh, where, I guess. Where I, do I sleep I, at night? Carmen San Diego stole it. That's what happened. Must be. I live in Alberta. It's just not there anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Good voicemail, man. Thanks for calling in. Hey, guys. Sage again. Hey, Sage. I just had one more complaint about air compressors. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, for packages not getting delivered properly. I had uh, about seven years ago two computers, about $2,000, uh, supposed to be shipped to me. <clears throat> Took about two weeks. To then record the voicemail? I asked them what's going on with my computer because it was supposed to be delivered a week ago. They tell me, oh, it's on its way right now. So then mm -hmm. they send it again. A week later, it says that it was delivered to me. I call them. No, it's in fucking Arizona, not Las Vegas, fucking Arizona. Like, what the fuck? How do you mess up that fucking bad that you deliver it to a completely different address in fucking Arizona? Uh, turned out one of the computers were fucked up, too, so I had to return it. But, yeah, that's it. All right, again, love the show, guys. What I love Thanks is when in, buddy. I have my tracking come up and they, like, the package originates in Kansas City and then gets sent down to Dallas to then get driven back up to Oklahoma city to then get delivered to me. It's like, uh, Hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but you had to drive through Oklahoma city to get <clears throat> shit to Dallas. Why not? I don't know. Just pull off and throw off the Oklahoma city stuff first. Idiots. That would make too much sense, man. Too much sense. I can't even see a preview on this one. So I have no, idea. I, I, there's no number. I can't get a transcript. Nothing. All I can see is that it's 42 seconds long. So let's see what we got. that i understood was you're a fucking idiot and this comes from someone who basically sounds like the joker losing his fucking mind on the voicemail <laughs> hold on hold on let me i don't recreate that voicemail Mark Hamill. i got my fan <laughs> got a fan yeah. <laughs> 
Listen, buddy, uh, we couldn't. I, I couldn't even tell if he was trying to agree with us or or not. I couldn't tell what he was saying. I have so no have idea to, what any of that was. I heard something about the 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 dimensions of of lumber. That was all I got. I couldn't tell if he was trying to agree with us and make fun of the person who would get that wrong, or if he was making fun of us for thinking that was an issue. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't know. So listen, buddy, uh, whoever you were that just called that in, I want you to, uh, for one, don't call in voicemails while you're drying your hair. <laughs> uh, or if you're going to if you're gonna do it, uh, or uh, don't do it with your head sticking out of the window. I, I got it. He, was tr- he didn't have a grabby stick with a shark on the end. He was, and he was driving with mirror. his elbow, with his elbow, and he was reaching out to adjust his side mirror. Uh, so try to get to a place that doesn't sound like a wind tunnel or a hurricane and uh, record that again. And also speak English. You're not, you're not, you're not Mark Hamill. You don't get points for theatricality. Uh, you're not an agent of chaos. Just call in a regular old voicemail and tell us your opinion. Good or bad. Do you agree with this? You don't agree with us? Uh, it doesn't have to be, you're, you're not getting points for creativity here for your sound design or lack thereof. Yeah. Unless, actually you do lose points because we couldn't understand a fucking word you said. And so I, when he said, you're a fucking idiot, I just kind of have to assume that that was you talking about yourself, buddy. I hate to say that. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Please continue to call in, but boy, you you dropped the ball on that one, buddy. Throw a blanket if you if you if you really throw a blanket over yourself and call in from under a blanket. That's a really great way to get some good sound quality. Also, the, they were kind of hot this week. They were all kind of maybe I got my phone turned up too much. I don't know. They were all kind of clipping out for me. Could you hear them? Okay. Yeah, I can hear them just fine. Okay, well, good. Anyway, this has been here's what I don't get. I'm, I am Uncle Buck. I'm Tad Burt. Go ahead. I cut you off last time. What? So you're bye-bye, motherfucker. See you guys later. (laughs) Cutting off fucking bullshit, lousy fucking Skype. No, it wasn't that. It was just when we did it before the music break, I went first, and so I didn't give you a chance to say your your bye-bye before I said my bye-bye. So bye-bye.